he do it again? Mike Taylor. Gets a touch. Nobody helped out. That is a man's jam. Demarcus Cousins nearly brought down the backboard and rim. You're now listening to the Kings Court Podcast, presented by SatKingsNation.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the King's Court Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Miracle, and joining me, as always, is the great and wonderful Joe Morgan. What's up, Joe? Oh, another beautiful day. I got to uh, spend an hour working with my son's kindergarten class today, and it always motivates me to be around five-year-olds because they look at the world so, so happily. Like, it doesn't take much to amuse them, and it reminds you how easy life can be. Oh, recess? I'm the happiest person in the world. <laughs> and, and now he's like, hiya! <laughs> At karate. Yeah. You get, what is he, a yellow belt now, right? Yeah, he's a yellow belt now. So. Going for that black tip. Oh, man, he's got a, he's, got a, he's, got, he's on his way. Five-year-old with uh, with karate skills. you gotta you got to love it. Soon he'll be beating you up. And now he's like, get my Cheerios, Dad. Get yeah, my Fruity you. Pebbles. Don't give me Cheerios. Give me Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> he, <Hi-ya! laughs> he better eat him something if he thinks he's going to come out of his old dad. Direct but shot the... to the middle part of your legs. <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Well, let's get to business here. Let's get to business because we thought free agency was over. I, it I really sure looked that way, I thought, I thought Ty Lawson was coming on in. You know, oh, the Kings got that backup point guard that they needed. We're about to hear what's happening with Darren Collison. I'm not playing that off as if that's not a big deal because it is a big deal. He did plead guilty. Um, he's going to be going through uh, a... Uh, what they call not rehab classes, but the counseling. Counseling. That's the word I'm looking for. He'll be going through counseling. Uh, the suspension should be coming out here very soon. My guesstimation is still within that 15 to 20 game range. Are you still staying with your prediction of the eight to 10? Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to. I mean, it's hard to guess what the NBA is going to do until they do it. You know, I've heard t- two sides of that too. Is like some people are like, oh, I mean, it kind of flew under the radar a little bit from an NBA standpoint. I mean, locally being in Sacramento covering it. I mean. A lot of people have their eyes on it, but if you look at it at a national level, you didn't really hear like a lot of NBA coverage on it. I mean, Bleacher Report put it out. I don't even think ESPN did on their on their. I mean, they wrote about it, but I don't, you know, people get that alert on their phone. I don't think a lot of people got that. Um, but again, let's go back to the topic at hand: is that I thought that free agency was over for Sacramento. I thought they used all their money, and. And out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out of left field today. <laughs> Pop them whoa, apart. whoa, edit that. We don't want to have to pay for that. <laughs> oh, man, that's all right. I mean, ESPN's calling me because they want that. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Jordan Farmar has agreed to a deal with the Sacramento Kings. He played for Dave Yeager, the closing part of my Memphis's uh, season. Started every year. one of the, uh, of the playoff games, too. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge deal when you get blown out by the Spurs. But that's cool. Hey, you know, it... it it still shows confidence in a guy. I mean, he has I mean, you kind of had to use him, but he has experience. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it shows confidence in a guy, but the fact that hey, you <laughs> played basketball in a long time in this NBA, and we don't have nobody else to throw out there, so go shoot some threes. <laughs> you know, I'm actually not mad at this signing, though. I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I think it's coming down to a point where 
they don't know what's going to happen with calls, and I think the Kings are—they don't know how long the suspension is going to be. And if I do know this correctly, and I was reading on it on Twitter, so don't get me wrong—I could be completely off base with this, and I could be completely wrong. But from what I did read on on the on the Twitter sphere, is that if Darren Collison is suspended for a large period of time, I believe it's over ten games, then the Kings actually get to add a roster spot to fill in. And I think Jordan Farmer is a good little addition. He shoots threes. Uh, he stays calm. He doesn't do much defensively, but, I mean, that's why you have guys like Garrett Temple and Matt Barnes and, you know, all the other guys that they've added for defense. But what he can do is shoot the basketball. And, again, he's a veteran presence, another veteran guy in the locker room. Um, so I'm not mad at the signing. Uh, again, he's worked with Dave Yeager as well last season to finish out the year. And I think that is a huge – I think that's what th- th- they're really looking for. Is like That's a huge thing for them to start building, rebuilding this locker room from what it was last season to now. Like, they want to bring in character guys. Garrett Temple's a character guy. Matt Barnes, people don't love, love playing against him. They love playing with him. We keep saying that about him on this show because it's true. Plus, he went to Del Campo. you got to root for a Sacramento local guy. And then they got guys like, who who else? Aaron Aflalo. You never hear anything terrible about him. Um, the Ty Lawson thing kind of got me going. But, you know. There's a handful of moves they made in both directions, but this Farmore signing is exactly what they needed to do. Get a backup that isn't going to cost you too much just in case you need it. I, I mean, again, how long is Collison going to be out? Nobody knows. So if it's plus 20 games, uh, 15 or more really, then you have to have a second guy or a third guy coming in. And and to not have that would have been silly. So he's the perfect signing. Who else are you going to get to be the backup to a backup? Uh, Another thing that we have to keep in mind too is this is a backup to what if Ty Lawson doesn't work out? Well, yeah, That's exactly. why he's not a uh, he's on an unguaranteed contract. The Kings can basically cut him at any time because they don't know what's going to happen with Ty Lawson. He is a risk player to have on the roster. Yeah. High risk, the only medium person... reward, I guess, decent size. I mean, I, I told you guys uh, the last two weeks ago, I was uh, on the signing. Coach Nick, I mean, Coach Nick, last week, thanks again for coming on the show. Coach, if you listen to this at B-Ball Breakdown, you guys go follow them. Check out all their content. More stuff's going to be ramping out on their YouTube channel and on the site. Download the app. Super cool. Coach Nick came on here talking highly, highly praising Ty Lawson about how good of a teammate he was and everything. That's awesome to hear. But at the same time, it's a question mark. It's still a question mark yeah. for who he is. You know what I mean? And there, and he has to rebuild what he is as a person and as a basketball player and how the fans look at him and then his own personal issues. Hopefully he's getting better, like I said. And I'm not going to address on that because I think everyone has addressed it enough and they've harped on it enough. But, again, these are things they have to bring up and then draws question mark into a locker room. So I definitely think that Jordan Farmar is a safety net just in case in this – training camp or in preseason, preseason, Ty Lawson isn't working out, guess what? Jordan Farmar is there, a veteran guy who can come in there, shoot some three balls, and uh, and be a veteran presence on this team. There's a, there's a handful of signings that were amazing this year when it comes to uh, veterans with motivation, veterans who other players think are the best teammate on their team. And it, it really, it's kind of like a, a, a oil and water thing where this team has so many good guys that are going to separate themselves. I hope it way outweighs the guys who do have problems, the guys who are question marks, and it certainly seems like it's going to. Uh, you talk about Tolliver and how you know everybody likes him. You talk about Matt Barnes, and obviously you know people don't. We hit it so often that I hope people know his his teammates always love the guy. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was it that won the the Player of the Year 
from their own team. Uh, Temple and Tolliver. Yeah, Temp- Temple, Temple and Tolliver, exactly. Sorry, I, I lost that for a second. In it's my all right, because but... I lost Tolliver earlier. That's who I was trying to think <laughs> of. I was like, Barnes, yeah. Temple. That's what was going on in my head. No, but the, the point is there's enough guys that are good leadership in here. I mean, you can't forget that Jordan Farmar has two championships under him. He's been around a while. He's he's He knows the game. He knows the league. He's good to bring around these younger guys. And they have a, a, a lot of, of senior talent, we'll call it. And and they can impart their wisdom, impart their NBA knowledge, not just about playing, but about how you live the NBA life without getting in trouble. And you can impart that on some of these younger guys, and hopefully it sticks, and this team stays healthy, stays good for the next couple of years. Yeah, so I have his stats here in front of me just so you guys can kind of get a feel of what he did last year with Memphis. He played in 12 games, started 10 of them, played 24.3 minutes per game, averaging 9.2 points, 1.3 steals. 3.1 assist and shooting 35.6% from three-point range. Another good bonus about this too, Joe, is he's a 37.4% three-point shooter on the career. So I think that's another reason why they're bringing, it, bringing him in is to address the shooting on this team, which has been terrible as of late over the last few years. Uh, and, and then another downer, though, I would say is the fact that he's shooting 42% from the field. Yeah. But uh, how many shots will he get at the same time? How many minutes will he get? I don't think that's something that they're, that they're really looking at, but our – that that should be a worrisome to fans when they're looking at him. But I mean, again, Jaeger's experienced something with him. I think this could be a Jaeger decision. Like, hey, Vladi, well, can you bring this veteran in? For I was going to say, anytime a coach gets a player back on their team that they had with a former team, it shows confidence in that guy. Because you would never tell your GM, hey, can you go get a guy that I hated on my last team? Obviously, the guy puts in work. Obviously, the guy can do do something positive if you as a coach think that highly of them that you would ask your GM or even agree with your GM in bringing him in. Pause and right here to give a shout out to our very first sponsor, FanDuel.com. Do you want to win money today, Joe? You want to win it fast? I love FanDuel. I am a bad example of this because I get so serious about it. You know, me and you are on the phone for hours a day talking about our lineups during basketball season, and now it's football season. I'm about to get into it. It's about to happen. We got dollar games. They got $2 games, $5, $10 games. Whatever fits your budget. They even got free games. Yeah, they got there free if you want to practice some of those things. They got anything that matches your budget, but you can actually win real money today. And I know it's the football season, so we actually have no promo codes to help get you guys a deposit. But they are still a huge sponsor of SatKingsNation.com and the Kings Court Podcast. So this is what I'm going to do, Joe. Guess what? I actually do have little links here that if you do click on it, it will show that you came from our site. So what we would appreciate is if you guys click those links when we tweet them out with this show. And everybody who uses that link, just screenshot the fact that you used the link. I'll send them out a Laughs Unlimited uh Laughs, sponsor Laughs Unlimited VIP Pass. And they can actually take themselves and a friend to watch a comedy show in downtown Sacramento. So now, this is what you guys have to do, is follow at, Sat Kings Na- at SKN Articles for Sat Kings Nation on Twitter so you guys can see that link. And be sure to go try and win real money today playing FanDuel.com. But now I think it's time to, you know, give the people what they want. And I've, and I've been, I've been kind of harping about it in all the Facebook groups on Twitter. I've been tweeting about it. That these next couple episodes... These next two, last week with Coach Nick from Bebop Breakdown, and this week is packed with interviews with people that we've never had on this show before. And guess what? It's going to happen today, guys. We actually have two guests coming on the show today. One of them is going to be ending out the show. You guys are going to be very surprised. We're super excited to have him on. And this very first guest that we're having, Joe, had the pleasure of interviewing this trainer. It is Coach Patrick Turner. Packy Turner, if I'm correct, Joe. Yeah, he goes by Packy. So actually, for what we'll do right here is you guys get to listen to this amazing interview. Again, hashtag the Kingsport, letting us know that you guys listen to it. And these interviews have been brought to you by BrickHouseIndustries.com. 
Joining the Kings Court today, we have Patrick Turner, a basketball skills coach. Uh, for all levels, from six-year-olds to the reigning MVP, uh, first off, welcome to the program, Mr. Turner. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Now, Packy, how does it feel knowing that when the best basketball player in the world needs you, uh, needs help, he calls you for assistance? It's it's an unbelievable feeling, and I, I really feel like, uh, you know, having grown up a big fan of basketball, I'm, I'm living my dream, and it's a lot of fun to be in the position I'm in and working with guys at the highest level. Well, Packy, I know you just went to China. Uh, how was that trip? It was an unbelievable experience. I'd never been to China before, and to be in a city like Shanghai that has 25 million people with Aaron Gordon and getting into gyms, just seeing how they work out there and how the culture is, it was a, a great experience. Uh, we, Aaron played in Yao Ming's foundation game out there as well. Got to meet Yao, um, and it was an unbe- unbelievable experience. So I know we already talked offline about this, but uh, tell the people how, how you got into skills training. Yeah, I, I got into skills training um, as a young kid up in Fort Bragg, California. There wasn't a lot of basketball that came through the area. And I would go to one camp every summer because there was one camp that came through town. And then my parents would send me to another one every summer. Um, and so I'd get a little bit more exposure. And I would take those drills and bring them back and try to help my teammates and classmates get better. Um I really wanted just to win as a kid. And at Fort Bragg High School, being at a D4 school, a really small town like that, there wasn't a ton of exposure for us. So I kind of took it upon myself. Um, and my high school coach was very helpful with that as well and getting us better and letting us get in the gym and work on our game. Well, that's outstanding. And I'm sure it just grew from there. Now, how did you, how did you actually get into bringing NBA players along? I mean, I know I've already said that you worked with – everything from kids all the way up to the MVP. But how did that start? How did you get into NBA, guys? Yeah, so uh, when I graduated from Holy Names University in 2012, I was training kids and working with um, a few AAU programs just to uh, work on uh, work with kids and train them and, and get better as a coach and a trainer. And one of the kids I worked with on a weekly basis, um, he was actually heading into fifth grade. He went out to North Carolina and participated in um, a camp of Stephen Curry's. And he kind of caught everybody's eye at the camp for a kid being that young, being able to do some of the things that he was able to do. Um, He caught Steph's eye and also his trainers from North Carolina's eye. And when they found out he was from the Bay Area and that his trainer lived in Oakland, uh, they reached out to me and that conversation began. That's outstanding. Who all have you worked with in the NBA so far? Um, I've worked with Steph and his brother Seth, as well as Spencer Fazili. Um, I did get a few touches in with Harrison Barnes last year. Um, got to see him and how hard he works. And then this past offseason, I really connected with Aaron Gordon and Scal from uh, the Kings. All right. That's uh well, before I get into the whole scal thing, I'll kind of go over some of your teaching approaches so we can see how it started. But uh, you say that you okay. believe your approach to teaching is different than any other coaches or trainers, and what do you mean by that? Well, I wouldn't say it's necessarily different. I mean, the principles are all the same in the sense of you got to put the ball in the hoop. <laughs> um, and I just want players to be able to con- understand what they can control, and that's only their attitude, their effort, and their focus. If they can control those three things and 
be mindful and be present in the moment, they're going to be better off with what they're doing and have more success. Well, so, that, um, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that translates off the court as well. I mean, that's that that can be used in every aspect of their life, and that's you know, that's very important for them to understand that this is you know. Uh, uh, not a short career. I don't mean it that way, but you know, it's not like being a doctor where you turn eighty and you're still doing it. And uh, they can they can yeah. take those training uh, that training and, and use it in every aspect of their life forever. So, yeah. And and one of my mentors is um, Graham Betchart, and he's a, a mental trainer. He's a mindfulness coach, and he's actually even launched an app um, that can help people just kind of get focused and meditate a little bit. And he, he actually also works with Aaron and Scal, and I introduced them to Fessa Zazili. Um, and so he's a guy who's helped me a lot, just on a personal level. And he works with these guys to help them understand those things as well. So I try to echo that as well within our practices on court. What's the, what's the name of the app so the listeners can look at it? Uh, Lucid Performance. Lucid Performance. Okay, I'm going to have to look that up myself. Yeah, Lucid. Yeah, and uh, so uh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, uh, I mean, having worked with kind of NBA players all the way up, obviously to Steph and the MVP, and 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 all the way down to six year olds, how does your approach to assessing a player's needs change between, let's say, I don't know, a, a high school phenomenon, a phenom, and a, you know the NV, NBA MVP? How would how would you change how you approach those guys? Um, you know, it really, it's really not that different when you think about it from a sense of it's just the speed of the game is different and the caliber player they're against is different now the high school student the high school athlete may not need um he may be able to get there in three steps right now but in the nba you kind of have to get there in two steps you know like so it's just minimizing um our dribbles or our movements to where we're not wasting any movements that's what i try to you know, I'll try to preach that to a fourth grader the same way I will a high schooler or an NBA player to just put them in the best position. Um, when you look at a guy like Steph, he doesn't waste movement, and that's how he's able to be maybe not um, such an athlete like Aaron Gordon or LeBron James, but in his own right, he's a phenomenal athlete because he doesn't waste any movement, and so he can make up for that and with his precision. He's definitely learned it because uh, it's it's working for him, whatever he's doing. Uh, yeah. So, again, you mentioned earlier that you were working with uh, Scala BCA, our, our, one of our rookies here in Sacramento. And uh, what specifically yes. have you been working with him on? Um, with him, it's been a lot of footwork. And like I said, just making sure he's not wasting any movements. You know, he's he's a really athletic guy, and he's got a lot of length. We've also been working on his his perimeter shot, just making him a little bit more consistent. You know, you guys have in Sacramento the best center in the league, and he's not going to be taking minutes from him down low necessarily. So he's got to be able to learn to coexist with him and, and be a perimeter threat um, and stretch the, the floor a little bit. They can coexist together, and he can complement him nicely. Um, his handle, he has a nice feel for it, but we're just trying to strengthen it making sure that he can really snap that ball and take it straight from his dribble into his shot so his ball transfers are nice and smooth and there's no mishaps or mishandles when he's taking it from his dribble into his shot. So what improvements have you seen? Like, Have you seen anything, any specific uh, of the things that you just mentioned, the footwork, the perimeter, the, the, the handles, have you seen anything that really blew you away in his ability to improve? Uh, the one thing that I would say that 
separates him from other guys is how hard and how much he wants it. Like, you know, this is a guy who hasn't played an NBA game yet, yet he's already coming in and putting extra time in. And, you know, he's got morning workouts with the Kings, and, and Larry Lewis, one of your assistant coaches, is, is doing a lot of great stuff with him. I've been in the workout with him as well and seen it. And, uh, you know, I just try to compliment them on what they're doing. You know, if they're working on post stuff, I don't want to over, like, beat that into him. He's getting those reps. Let's get some other reps, some different touches, some ball handling, some some passing. So try to compliment that. But the biggest thing I've seen with Scow is that he uh, he wants it, and he wants to be great. You know, I, I give him a drill where he has to make a certain amount in a certain amount of time. And, you know, he rattled three in and got the number, but he wasn't satisfied because he felt like it wasn't clean. Um, and so he wanted to go again. And that's just something that, you know, some guys – they achieve the goal, they would be okay with that. They'd be happy, like, hey, I, I accomplished it. But for him, it wasn't enough, and he wanted to be better, and he's a bit of a perfectionist. I know we're just meeting on the phone here, Packy, but uh, I'm I'm really an effort and an attitude guy. Like, I always believe that that uh, overpowers physical ability, uh, yeah, within reason, obviously. You can't be four foot tall, but, you know, within reason, <laughs> to me, that's more important than almost anything else. So I love hearing that about one of the Kings players because – that's what I think is the most important thing to building an athlete and building his future. Uh, you can, you know, you yeah. look back at guys, uh, even let's talk NFL for a second. You look at somebody like Jerry Rice, and he became the greatest because he worked so hard. And and I love those kind of stories where, hey, push it, man. Get get that extra rep in because every ounce now is going gonna, is gonna to turn into something later. So it's, it's good to hear that he has that attitude. Exactly. Exactly. He definitely does have that attitude. So what are you uh, what are you projecting him doing on the hardwood when the uh, when the season opens? Where do you see him playing, or how? I guess how can I put this? How do you see him stacking up against the other NBA talents that you've worked with? How do you see him working out when October when he finally hits that hardwood for the first time? Um, you know, it, it all depends on what his opportunity is within the within the team and how well he can um, you know fit and get on the court, get along with guys on the court. Um, but I think he's got a ton of upside, and I think he could be um, – ultimately, I, maybe it won't be this year, but I think ultimately he can be a three um, where he'll, he can really stretch the floor. He's got a smooth handle, and he would, he would create problems with his length out there. Um, and I think he's going he's gonna to surprise people with his, his abilities because I don't think it was um, necessarily showcased at Kentucky last year all that he can do. He certainly showed off in summer league this year. He had a he had a very good summer league. I had the pleasure of watching that and seeing that. But yeah. if you had to compare him to somebody who plays in the NBA, an NBA player, who would you who would you stack him up against right now? Where would you where would you say he lands? You know, uh, that's a that's a really good question, and I'm I'm just going to say he's he's Scal. That's who he is. <laughs> I, there's there's no comparison. He is himself, and he is going to be as great as he wants to be. And I'll tell you, he wants to be pretty great. So I think he's got a bright future. I've heard him say, uh, or I've heard it quoted of him, that he said he, in four to five years he could be the best player in the NBA. And I, I know that that's something that every kid should say. That's that's what your goal should be. But I yeah. love hearing it nonetheless. It's always good to hear those kind of things. Uh, here at Kings Court, we, we think he's kind of like Channing Fry, but like I, again, a higher upside. And and again, like you said, I kind of like the idea that he is just himself. He is just Scalabissier. Uh That's you know that's yeah. that's exactly what what I want a guy to, to, to have that mindset, that, that he's the only person that he wants to be and he just wants to make himself better. So, I, again, I love hearing that. I can't wait to talk to him later today. 
Now, I guess yeah. the last question I'll have for you, and, and you kind of already answered it, but I mean, because it, it does, it has to do with potential uh, playing minutes. It has to do with those kind of things. But what would you say his absolute ceiling is this year uh, in the way that he's playing? Uh, you know, if he can just find his, find his footing alongside, you know, you, you've got a lot of talent on this team. If he can find the way he fits and can be a, a true asset to them, I think it could be as a stretch four or, or as a three where he can really um, provide you guys with some difficult matchups because you guys could have a pretty big front line out there if he's out there at the three um, or even at the four and, and stretch the four. But he's going to have to make shots, and he's been working on that all summer, so I think he will make shots. Okay, well, hey, thank you for all of the, the stuff that you've said today. I, I really like, I mean, I'm, I'm actually really motivated right now knowing that he has that attitude. But if the listeners wanted to ask you for your help and uh, get you as their trainer, how can they do that? Where can they find you online? How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, they can uh, They could go to my website, trainwithpacky.com. I'm glad to hear that you uh, that you want to help these guys out. I, I love seeing somebody make it their dream and, and, and achieve their dream in this. So, Packy, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Joe. I really appreciate it. Awesome interview, Joe, with Mr. Coach Packy. Turn. I, I gave him a lot of labels right before I Mr. Mr. Co- Coach, Mr. Coach, instructor, yeah, I know, trainer, skills trainer. trainer. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real though, Joe. Great interview with uh, with Coach Turner Packy that he likes to be called. You know, that, that's awesome. I mean, kids that were six years old, all the way up to the league, MVP, and former Sacramento Kings, Seth Curry, his brother. I mean... Living his dream, though. That's really the key to the whole thing, is it's amazing when somebody does something they love and gets to do it at the highest levels. And his story of how he got started getting yeah. NBA players, like, he said that he was training a, a kid that went to Curry's camp. Yeah. And then Curry caught an eye. How did he do that? Oh, this guy's the one team. Like, he did it the way that you love to hear stories. He worked his hardest... Worked with kids in his own camp, did his own thing, and he got put on notice. And now he gets to do his dream, working with the NBA stars like Aaron Gordon and our next guest. You brought him up a little bit on the interview. I was kind of, I was like, oh, I want to tease a little bit surprised, but you know what? Guess what? We're gonna. We're, they know now. They know. So coming up next here on the show, the Kings Court Podcast, we have first round draft pick Scal LaBCA interviewed by. Joe Morgan and myself. Joe, let's go ahead and kick it over to that. So joining the Kings Court now is first round pick of the Sacramento Kings, Mr. Scal LaBCA. Scal, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Great, great, uh, great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. We really do appreciate it. So I, I uh, have thank to, you so much. I have to ask you, Scal, because it, it's something that's that's on a lot of Sacramento Kings fans' minds right now. It's two weeks away. It's training camp. How anxious are you to start getting ready to start training and even get ready for the preseason? Well, I'm very excited. Uh, I think it's a new era here in Sacramento. Uh, we are moving into the new arena in a couple, uh, in actually a week. So I'm very excited about this season training camp. I think we're going to have a good team this year. So we have a chance to uh, win a lot of games this year. Have you actually got to see the new arena yet? Been inside there and tour it at all? Uh, I did. Uh, that was at the end of June. I haven't been back since then, so I, I'll get to see it next week. Ooh, I bet I'm, I'm I'm ready just as a fan of being able to walk in there and see how how it all looks. And I I saw recently the Sacramento Kings were tweeting the hardwood and they're putting all that paint in. I mean, 
I mean, how excited are you just to get to the hardwood and compete with all of these guys and really start, you know, getting into work with that training camp starts? Well, I'm just, I'm really excited. I've been working really hard this summer, the rest of the summer. So uh, I got to learn a little bit from summer league, and I've been playing pickup with the guys and you know just getting to know them and getting a feel for the NBA game. So I'm very excited. I've been working really hard. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad you brought up summer league scout because you know you were a huge standout to to, to summer league. I mean. I mean, we didn't get to see too much of you in college, but, you know, you came to Summer League and you really showed out. Was there anything that you took away from Summer League, though, that you were like, okay, this is something I need to address so I'm even more effective on the next level and possibly the reason why you even called packing and what you've been working on this offseason? No, definitely. Uh, definitely uh, getting stronger. I've been working on that, uh, trying to add on, uh, you know, some more weight and, you know, learning how to play lower. So, uh, when I started working out with Pacquiao, we've been working on, you know, everything really from the inside out. You know, I have to get my handles better because I think I'll be able to play on the wing some this year. So especially with the, uh, where the game is going, you know, the stretch forward position is very important. So um, me and Pacquiao have been working on, you know, everything, ball handling, shooting, just, you know, getting a better feel for, for the game at all three levels from the inside, the mid-range and uh, the NBA three. Scal, Joe Morgan again. Hey, thanks for joining the show. Uh, how much weight have you gained since summer league? Have you really? I mean, you you've been in the gym, so uh, how's it looking, bro? Oh, uh, so at summer league, summer league, I was around one fourteen. No, two fourteen. My bad. <laughs> and now I'm around, I'm around two twenty one, two twenty two. So uh, really, just you know, trying to get stronger every single day. Right on. No, that hey, it's hard to put on good weight. <laughs> it's easy to put oh, on the exactly. bad kind, but it's pretty hard to put on the the good stuff. Uh, hey, keep working it. We love to hear it. But uh, we just got done talking to Coach Turner, and he said you were working on your footwork, your perimeter shooting, perfecting your handles. In your estimation, how do you feel you're progressing? Well, I feel like I'm uh, progressing at a pretty good rate. You know, you know, uh, I'm going to use this year just to learn as much as possible. Uh, you know, learning from the best every single day. Every single day, I get to go against the Mar- the Cousins. You know, I think he's the best center in the league. So I think that's going to really help me. So I'm I'm really satisfied with uh, the progress I'm making right now. You know, Scout, I'm going to keep kind of going on with them really. And you know, you 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 had the ability like that not a lot of rookies get to. They actually got to do summer league with their head coach, which is very I wouldn't say rare, but it's it's not seen as much around the NBA. How was it being able to be able to get you know get that communication with your head coach and Dave Yeager, who's new to Sacramento, and has he communicated to you at all about what your role is going to be on this team when the season begins? Oh, uh, I think it, um, actually it was. It was pretty, uh, really good for me to get to play for him this summer. I kind of got to see what he expects, uh, you know, from, you know, all of us this summer. I mean, this season. So, uh, as far as the system goes, uh, and I got to spend some more time with him, you know, off the court. We had a camp uh, together in South Dakota, so uh, you know, I'm getting to know him, you know, a, uh, a lot. So uh, he hasn't really told me what my role is going to be this season yet, but I'm just, you know, working really hard and hopefully. Uh, I can get out there as much as possible. All right, Scal. Uh, I know you just got done with the workout, and we don't want to keep you too long. But I will ask one more question: Is there anything else you want the Kings fan to know, the Kings fans to know, uh, about you before the season starts? Uh, nothing. Nothing really. You know, I, I'm very excited about you know playing in front of them. Uh, I'm looking forward to October first. I think that's our first open practice. I think that that's where they're really going to get to see. Uh, 
the team for the first time. Uh, I'm really looking forward to interacting with them and just, you know, uh, playing in front of them. I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, Scout, but, you know, week one of the NFL season just started. I got to ask you, who's your favorite football team? Did they win? And are you excited that the NFL season has actually started? Uh, I don't actually watch American football. I watch football. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm from Haiti, so I don't watch American football. Yeah, I read that you uh, that, really that about 12 or 13, you said you grew too tall to play anymore. and uh, Exactly. <laughs> you got into basketball because because you were too tall to play soccer. But yeah, I could tell what your first love is. Truly, if anybody doesn't know it yet, your journey to the NBA was an incredible one. Please read about it. It was you've had a hell of a life so far, man. And hopefully, it just keeps getting better. Uh, Scal Abusier, everybody, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks so much, Scal. Oh, uh, thanks for thanks for having me. What a great interview! Once again, thank you so much to Scal and Packy for joining the show. Uh, Joe, I don't think we need to be taking up too much of this uh, too no. much time on this podcast anymore. Do you have any final thoughts? It was fun to interview both of those guys. I love I I, I love hearing the attitude that Coach Turner said that Scal has. You can hear it in his voice, man. He's excited to be here. He has that motivated just sense about him. So it's nice to hear guys like that. It you know he just seems pleasant and happy, and he had a he had a rough run to get here. So it's great to see him in the league. I will say this too. I, and I knew this was probably going to happen, but I thought, you know what? He's been Sacramento for a little while now. He's been drafted, maybe. Nope. Just doesn't watch American football. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I, you know what I should have asked him, too, is if he's been checking out the Sac Republic. Because you guys over at Sac Sports Nation, the umbrella of SacKingsNation.com, have been doing great cover with uh, coverage with Hector Flores and all them going into the games, doing all the interviews and stuff like that. J- just, just before we wrap up the show, Joe, and you can let them know where they can find you online, how has the, the Sac Republic team been doing? How, how's the coverage been going? Bro, there's one more game for the regular season, and then they get right into the playoffs. And they are leading the hunt, man. Ooh. So it's, uh, it's good. It's nice to have a Sacramento team in the playoffs. Definitely. Where can people find you online? You can always find me at SaxportsMorgan on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook under, I don't know, my own name, Joe Morgan. And you can find me at SaxportsNation.com. You guys can follow me on all social media platforms of at VM Center. I want to once again give a huge thank you to Packy Turner for coming on the show, Scalabca for coming on the show and giving us a few minutes. Uh, I want to thank you guys all for listening. Remember, both of those interviews were sponsored by BrickHouseIndustries.com. Everyone go to BrickHouseIndustries.com. Check out all of their apparels from hats, shirts, and socks. And when checking out, use promo code KINGSCOURT for a 10% discount on any of your purchases. Check out FanDuel.com. Follow SackKingsNation.com on Twitter at SKN Articles. Do us a huge favor, guys. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Hit that subscribe button. And until next time, bye-bye.